0: the housewives of wales it's not the housewives of wales house witches yeah hello everyone and welcome to the real house witches of south wales the real house witches of
1: south wales (laughs) south
0: wales yes
1: hi everyone
0: on the 27th of february it's a saturday you will be listening to this on the 28th of february on the sunday um now guys um where has february gone
1: I know.
0: Yes. Yeah. So January kind of um, stretched on and then um, we had February and now we're almost in March. So that's crazy. Um, Pisces season, of course. So um, I don't know how that's affecting anybody. Mm-hmm. If anybody's feeling the Pisces season. Happy birthday to those born in Pisces season
1: um I mean what does it mean to be affected by Pisces season I don't know but um I think it's great because the weather's nice
0: Pisces season is kind of a good time to um reflect you know or listen to you in your intuition or like ignite your creativity hun like if you're feeling creative like now's the time to do it um you know or forgive yourself you know forgive yourself for you know that cake you ate um or you know maybe even shift to a higher cons- consciousness if you really want to that's what Pisces season is all about
1: okay I can do all of that apart from the creative bit the rest of it yeah I do that all the time but not the creative bit <laughs>
0: Love it. But we thought we would split up our very astrological, heavy recent episodes and uh, talk about the madness that is the Cecil Hotel. So, on Netflix, there is a documentary, um, four part episodes about Cecil Hotel. It's mainly about Eliza Lamb and the case of how she was spoiler alert. If you don't want to spoiler or don't know anything about the case, turn off now or fast forward. But um, it's about Eliza Lamb. Whose body was found in the water tank of the hotel, and um, they don't really know how she got there. But this documentary explores and kind of explains how she did get there. Um, but the Cecil Hotel, as a whole thing, is really weird. And me and Laura watched um, at separate times. We watched the Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix, and yeah, Hun. What did you take from that? What did you think when you were watching it?
1: It was so good. I was like hooked. was like a typical like detective mystery thing like what is actually going on and then it it does kind of have a little bit of an answer at the end which we can get to later but it's still even though it made a little bit more sense at the end it's still never gonna be like perfectly explained. Yeah but no I thought it was fascinating and I only like vaguely heard of this whole story before because I I do remember seeing the um, the lift CCTV video like years ago. I'm not sure that was at the time it happened if it was on the news over here but I have definitely seen that video before but that's all I knew like I only like vaguely knew about this girl I didn't know anything about like the whole story That the actual hotel would be like a significant part of it I didn't know anything about that I just like vaguely remember hearing about what happened to the girl, and that's all I knew.
0: I remember when that CCTV footage um, came out of Eliza Lamb. It was weird. It was weird footage because um, she gets into a lift and she's acting very strangely. She's moving in ways that doesn't seem quite natural. And, um, it kind of looks like she's looking at somebody that the c c t v isn't picking up. It looks like she's kind of um seeing something that we aren't seeing on the c c t v so you don't know if she's talking to somebody else or um if somebody's following her, but then again, spoiler alert if you don't know about it, I really recommend you don't listen to this episode. What happens then is after that c c t v footage that was the last time she's known to be seen alive um and then a few days later, well, quite a Quite a few days later, they find her body in the tank, so it follows that sort of um, that case of how, how why was she acting so strangely and then she went missing and then she was found um, and I think it captured everyone's attention just because of the way she was acting and it was it is just a complete mystery at the time because she's there and that's the last footage we have of her and then she's gone for days you you don't know what's what's happening, you know. And of course everyone in that um Netflix series, you've got all these internet sleuths kind of um analysing the case and talking about what could be happening. You know, everyone kind of thought she was being um chased by somebody, you know, people thought there was somebody there with her. Yeah,
1: I think that is something that you do think at first, especially um with the whole idea of the hotel being cursed, like haunted. That's like a whole other thing we can talk about, but you know, the idea of the hotel itself being curse and like making people do all the horrible things that have happened there. So like there's part of it that thinks oh well maybe um she was being like chased by like a horrible entity that we couldn't see but she could. Um, but then when you move away from like the paranormal side of it, like you get to the more personal um idea with the whole medication and her whole like mental health problems and then it it makes a bit more sense with that but yeah the hotel itself is definitely you know got something weird going on i know the hotel is closed now but i'm surprised they kept it open for that long like it just attracts criminals
0: and of course Uh, America has quite a bad state when it comes to mental health and the way they kind of treat people with mental health and you know it's very close to um, what they call skid skid row where there's a lot of um, homeless people and a lot of those people will be suffering with mental health Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Cecil Hotel is quite interesting because it has its hotel part of the building but the rest of it is residential and you find that a lot of those residents are people who have been housed there because kind of they've been rejected by society so it's this place where you've got these kind of broken people you know and people come in i don't know if it was happening at the time that eliza lamb was there but definitely in its history they had people come in from prison when they just came out of prison they were living there They, they even had serial killers living there at one point and people would not bat an eyelid at it um so the whole hotel itself is just on a very sort of Dodgy sort of area, but also quite a dark thing. It's definitely a building that's got a lot of like dark energy in it and dark stories in it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and there's stories about it being haunted as well, especially recently. I think um like ghost adventures will somehow manage to get their own way in there and like <laughs> investigate it. And um actually on YouTube, just before we came um to do this podcast, on my homepage, there was a video that came up and it was a live stream of the hotel this guy lived across from it and he put his camera up by his window just to like film the hotel and people were like watching it live and just like commenting below because he said "Um, you know I-, I see weird things in this so he was like letting people watch this live stream so that must be I- i've seen a lot of those types of videos cropping up lately after this documentary came out because of this documentary so it's definitely gaining more like interest i
0: I think i know the guy you're on about because i've seen him on tiktok at the moment it's empty but he's like kind of seeing that there's like weird stuff in there but people are living in there you know it's it's residential at the end of the day so you know they kind of buy into this hysteria of um complete like chaos and ghost stories and demons and whatnot with it, um, which just kind of adds to the Cesar Hotel mystery, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, I didn't know it was completely empty. I thought they would just... I suppose that just makes sense for it to be used as something.
0: So basically, a bit of history on um, the Cecil Hotel. Um, it's kind of this um, very grand building that was built in 1924. Um, and it was kind of when downtown LA was becoming... Um, popular it was kind of a place to be and it was a hotel for business travelers and tourists um and it cost 1.5 million to complete and it has a marble lobby it's got stained glass windows um it's a very you know posh hotel and a very nice hotel it's a place that kind of gives this sort of luxury feeling but it is close to um skid row um And then there was the Great Depression and that's kind of how the hotel started to decline. So this hotel went from being this grand place to suddenly being on the wrong side of town. In 2007, a portion of the hotel was refurbished um, after new owners took over from there. And then they kind of rebranded themselves because because of the reputation Cecil Hotel had, the name Cecil Hotel had. They rebranded as Stay on Main. um, And they now have, separate um a separate reception area so people who are um checking in to stay on Main don't go into the same lobby as hotel cecil um where a lot of the residents live people are staying in people who go to stay on Main and book this hotel don't necessarily know about this dodgy backstory of this hotel that was full of very gruesome and brutal deaths and horrible suicides and the place of um the night stalker serial killer um you know so they kind of check into this hotel thinking it's going to be great and it's cheap and and you know people who are backpacking or are traveling are going for cheap places to stay um so they go to stay on maine that's what they do but um what that isn't clear about is that um they might have a separate reception but they do have shared facilities and they share the same lift. And this is the lift that um, Eliza Lamb was last seen in. She was seen in one of these lifts that is shared by both um, the residents where um, they're saying that a lot of uh, very strange, um, dangerous, dodgy people share and live in. So that's what added to her case because that was where she was last seen alive, even though she was staying on Main. She was still in Hotel Cecil. And people were saying, well, she could have easily been um, coerced by somebody with not the best intentions at that time. It was just this big um, sort of mystery that kind of spread, because as soon as people dug into it and found out about the Stay On Main and Cecil Hotel, they kind of just saw how crazy it was. Um, you know, it, it, it's a very, very strange place. And it's, it's, it's all because they kind of don't they're not upfront with it if, if that makes sense
1: yeah going back to the whole night stalker thing i i watched the richard ramirez night stalker documentary on netflix before this it's quite interesting that he like popped up in this documentary and like they're both you know on netflix together and they're both connected so i yeah i didn't know that you stayed there until after i watched the documentary on him which is i you know it's interesting to watch but it's quite like Gruesome and dark as well. He was like a really weird serial killer. Um, but yeah, no, I the the entrance did look really grand when you saw it in the documentary. But then it seemed like things got like worse as you went up each floor. I think somebody I can't remember if it was like a guest that said that like the further you go up each level, like the worse things got and the more horrible things happened up there.
0: Yeah, that's right. They basically said like if you started going any higher, then I I might be wrong but like the fourth floor or whatever because only like two floors were separated for stay on main the rest of it was this um residential place and yeah they said if it wasn't in the current day especially back in those days you went any higher and if you went to that top floor like you were in complete trouble there those were kind of places that nobody went to and that's why so many crazy stuff happened up there because they could kind of get away with it it was kind of this place where they could go and be dark and you know do all sorts of weird stuff and kind of not face any sort of persecution really.
1: Yeah and of course there happened to be no CCTV cameras on the floor that she was staying on apart from that one lift so yeah the whole camera thing is um, a bit of a, a bit of a mystery too.
0: Basically the the place is um, seen of a lot of deaths. Um, there has been a lot of death. Um, Numerous people have died by suicide um, over the years at um, the Sessler Hotel. So um, shortly after it was built, um, in 1934, an army sergeant died by suicide with a straight razor. And in 1937, a member of the Marines Corps leapt from the top of the building. During the 1950s, many died by suicide while staying at the hotel. And again, primarily by jumping from the building's window um there was a woman called helen who died by suicide in that manner followed by a 50 year old actress julia moore and 27 year old pauline um, otten in 1962 and her when she kind of jumped and killed herself she ended up taking out somebody down on the floor below she fell on them which is just horrible and then there was there's a scene of murder you know a, a mother has murdered a kid there and then of course you've got richard ramirez um who was a serial killer in los angeles um in 1984 and 1985 um and he would stay there he would end up coming back um to uh, the Cecil hotel staying on the top floor for 14 dollars a night and he would turn up basically in just his underwear or a T-shirt and underwear, just covered in blood because he had got rid of his clothes before going into the hotel. Um, and sometimes even naked, you'd go up there, but he would be covered in blood and nobody kind of batted an eyelid. Nobody reported that, you know, nobody seemed to care that there was this man there, you know, because he just blended in there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you think, like, what kind of hotel is this? Like, this isn't a normal hotel. Like, there's no security, like... Yeah it's just not normal.
0: <laughs> so Eliza Lamb, she ended up traveling there in 2013 and she kept a blog and on her blog um, she kind of documented it was a Tumblr blog and she documented you know her battles with mental health and all of that sort of stuff and she was 21 years old and she traveled to Los Angeles from British Columbia in Canada um, and she, I think she'd been somewhere else previously before los angeles can you remember where she'd gone before los angeles was it san diego
1: i think she should say she was going along like the west coast so yeah she she probably did go to a few places yeah 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 yeah. they they definitely said that she was somewhere else a few days before you
0: know yeah i think she ended up stopping at um the sessa hotel obviously after visiting a place first i want to say it was san diego basically she would contact her family every single day um and her family didn't get a call and of course they they got worried and they reported her missing so she was missing from january 31st 2013 um so of course people are investigating at the time people are still staying at the hotel um and there's actually a couple in this netflix documentary who were there um just after she went missing, but during the time she was missing and they knew nothing about it. But people local were kind of saying, Oh, you're staying at that hotel? Oh well, that's a weird place to stay and then would say, Well, it's because this girl's gone missing and these things have happened there and all of that sort of stuff. Eliza Lamb was missing and people didn't know where she'd gone. There was plenty of possibilities, you know, either she had kind of gone out somebody somewhere and gone some met somebody, you know, met up with somebody and they had taken her somewhere or she had just gone off the grid or, you know, I think people kind of didn't expect her to still be at the hotel. People expected her to have gone out and not come back um, because the last CCTV footage of her was on the lift, but they couldn't prove that she hadn't left sort of thing. I think they kind of just assumed she wasn't at the hotel. They searched the hotel so much and didn't find her there.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, um, they found her because they complained about the water being dirty. So that guy went to look in the water tank. But imagine if... He didn't do that. Like, would they? They wouldn't have thought to look in there to look for her. So, like, imagine if that didn't happen. Like, when would they have found her in there?
0: Yeah, so what happened was like you say, they or the guests were kind of reporting low water pressure and also the water was turning a brown colour, which is disgusting. They were getting yeah. complaints about the water pressure and the way the water was appearing um, and so the guy went up there and he um, climbed the ladder on top of the roof to the water tank and she was inside the water tank. Um, but then what added to the mystery was that she was in the water tank and she was naked, she was completely naked um, and so of course then with her being naked yeah. there there was all sorts of um concern and worry that you know something bad had happened before she had died sort of thing um and then of course it was in the water tank and you have to get she hmm. couldn't have got into the water tank on her own was what people were saying because the water tank was on the roof it was this massive thing that you had to climb a ladder to then you had to remove the um lid of it which was heavy and then you had to jump in basically and then they were saying well the lid was on was on again when she was in there so hmm. basically they were arguing somebody put her in that water tank but the whole documentary explores that and it does turn out that she actually um wasn't um the the lid wasn't on uh, the water tank she had climbed in And the lid, she had obviously picked up the lid or maybe the lid was open beforehand and she jumped in and the lid stayed um, off. So this kind of, the whole conspiracy that she had been murdered or a demon had chased her up there or something bad had happened to her at the hands of somebody else all relied on how she got into the water tank. And as soon as it came to light that actually the water tank lid was already off and it was still off when she was found, you know, that kind of answered the question that of course she didn't. Um, nobody put her in there, but it was because of mental health issues. So she had struggled with a bipolar disorder, and uh, she had stopped taking her medication. Um, and then, and unfortunately, she had kind of this bad period, and she was. They did the um, uh, what what what's it called um, when they go? I've I've got it on the tip of my tongue. What's what's it called when they go for their um you know when they're in the morgue and then they have their tests
1: on the autopsy. autopsy Autopsy.
0: yeah yeah i can i can remember what that was called she had the autopsy done and they had found that there was no drugs there was no um no sort of injuries on her body no signs of any sort of malicious contact by anybody else that added to the mystery turned out that she had had a bad time um with her mental health and she was um, hallucinating and was probably seeing something and getting quite scared her family explained that she had had something like it before and was always looking when that had happened was always looking for somewhere to hide and unfortunately it seems that she got to the roof um and saw this water tank and wanted to hide in the water tank um and put herself in the water tank and then obviously couldn't get out and you know it led to something unfortunate um and as for the clothes um they tend to say that a lot of people who start to get hypothermia start taking their clothes off um because they start getting warm or you know their bodies reacting um but also as well they were saying that she might have taken them off to kind of try and keep herself afloat um because obviously the clothes were getting heavier um and that was how it how it was explained so um yeah it's a uh, it's a very sad story with her. It kind of completely added to that whole sort of conspiracy and mystery and darkness of the Sessa Hotel.
1: Like one of the biggest mysteries of the whole thing was like physically getting into the tank because when you look at the first, if you think of the first theory of somebody else being involved, then you can't really imagine somebody like carrying a body up a ladder into the tank. So yeah, the conclusion was that she had one of those bad episodes where she was you know, seeing something around the lift and then she went up to the top to the water tank to hide. Even that does sound a bit extreme, even though it makes sense. And that's how they kind of concluded it at the end. And that's what they thought did happen. And yeah, it probably was. Like even that still seems like really extreme. Like it must have been a really bad episode. Like the last episode does seem to like explain it a lot more and it does make you think a bit more rationally. Um, and you're, you're like, all right, okay, yeah, that does kind of make sense. Like the taking off the clothes, hypothermia, yeah, you know, the lid wasn't closed, um, but it's still always going to be a mystery. And even like, um, the CCTV, um, camera in the lift, like, yeah, she's acting weird, and um, there was a lot of fuss about like, why is she pressing all these buttons? And then you realize, well, she's probably just accidentally pressed the hold open the door button, and that's why the lift isn't isn't closing because she probably just pressed a button that kept it open
0: yeah she did press the button didn't she because those um kind of internet sleuths went to the hotel and um did the buttons that she press and realized that the button at the bottom that she presses is the one that keeps the door open that's very much the most famous case of um the Cecil Hotel but um it obviously during its time has attracted a lot of kind of paranormal stories and ghost stories and like you said earlier Laura and um, ghost adventurers um have done an episode there um so you know it kind of makes sense that people would kind of be drawn to it from a paranormal perspective, because of course it's the scene of so many suicides and murders and accidental deaths. Um, but yeah, ghost adventurers, you know, sack baggins, all of those sort of guys. He went there, ghost adventurers went there um, and they reportedly went into the room where um, Ramirez stayed. Um, the reported room that he was staying in, but then also went to the roof um, for, um, Eliza lamb as well. They've gone there and they tend to find um, audio recordings and video recordings and they have ruled that definitely the Cesar Hotel is haunted. Yes. But there's also um, a theory that um, Ramirez um, he kind of, when he was in court you know, he kind of said like, hail Satan and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and um, the media kind of yeah. portrayed him mm-hmm. as a, a, a Satanist um, so there's kind of this conspiracy um, with the hotel and him that he opened this sort of like portal of darkness, of dark energy, where, like, the bad spirits could kind of go and roam, kind of like a a veil between the dark and the living. Um, And that's kind of how they explain why it gets so dark there and why all these bad things happen, because he kind of did a ritual there, um, which is quite a far-out-there sort of uh, conspiracy, but an interesting conspiracy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: And then, of course, the Sessa Hotel mm-hmm. um, inspired a lot of stories and it's been very popular in popular culture. The Sessa Hotel is kind of very much the inspiration for the American Ooh. Horror Story series Holly, um, Hotel. Um, so if you, I don't know if you've watched Hotel, but basically it's all about this place where kind of a lot of bad things happen and there's lots of murder and there's a lot of darkness and that's the that's the um inspiration for it the Cecil hotel
1: i yeah i I watched a bit of american horror story but i didn't get to that hotel series
0: to kind of wrap this up is when we can travel again will you be staying on maine
1: um no and actually you know what this whole thing reminds me of um obviously like nowhere near as bad as this hotel but it's like when we stayed at a really bad hotel in london it just kind of like makes me think of that like because that hotel was really dodgy and we were like okay like what's like this is not normal what's happened in this building uh yeah it's kind of like makes me think of that even though it's not quite as bad it was still the bad hotel (laughs)
0: The hotel we stayed at in London was just a very dodgy hotel, yeah, yeah. But at least there was no serial killers walking around that we know of.
1: No, not on that particular night, no. Although I wouldn't be surprised if, like, some sort of criminal activity has gone down there.
0: (laughs) Waking up to an argument outside our door was the best.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least we got away from that the next day, (laughs) never going back there again.
0: Well, I would definitely stay at Stay On Main, I think. I would like to spend a night there.
1: Would you really? Like, just for the fun of it, just because of, like, the whole tourism aspect, like, oh, look what happened here. Like, would you, you know, just be brave and just be willing to do it?
0: yeah i would i would like to uh spend the night there and kind of just see it and experience it i think yeah i would like to do that and maybe do a little bit of a ghost tent there
1: well yeah i i would always like to stay in like haunted places and haunted hotels um but i'm not sure if i would go as far to stay in an area like that you know you know of what happens around it as well but i i would always love to stay in a haunted hotel like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay overnight in, like, the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah, it's just, like, other, like, famous, historical, haunted places. But I think that area is, you know, a little bit too dodgy.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't sleep. I definitely wouldn't sleep there. I would just stay awake all night.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and then staying like a proper hotel the next day.
0: Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to our um, Sesso Hotel documentary, or as the Netflix series calls it from the Americans, the Cecil Hotel. Um, Thanks for listening to that and kind of this talk about... information and the stories and the mystery of such a grand yet tragic building in downtown LA Um, so as usual if you enjoyed this podcast share it with your friends tell your fam tell your pets shout it from the rooftop share it on social media tell the world um leave a review if you can i noticed that we had a five-star review on um apple which is just fantastic so thanks very much for that so keep bringing the reviews in and um yeah um share it and we will see you next sunday
1: yes i didn't know about that review that's very interesting thank you for that
0: we actually had, um, we've we've now got two five-star ratings. So, um, and the second one has left us some feedback. So it says, I've really enjoyed listening to this podcast so far. It feels like I'm sat with friends over a coffee, just chatting away about all the weird and wonderful stuff I like. Really easy listening. And it's nice to feel like I'm learning along with Jack and Laura. And that is from Joshua. So thank you very much.
1: Oh my God. Yes. I Dang, that
0: whole paragraph that you just read out love it <laughs> me too that is literally why um i wanted to start this podcast so um yeah uh keep the reviews coming in only good ones no bad ones and uh maybe we will see you at the sessa hotel one day <laughs> um so yeah see you guys Bye. bye